I'm Sara. And I'm Sara. And this is No Sir No Ma'am, a weekly podcast where we drag our timelines for being good if. If you want to get in touch with us, you the can hit us up. The absolute worst. <laughs> hit us up on Twitter at NSNM Podcast or with the hashtag NSNM or you can email us. We even have a Saraha account that you can send your qu- relationship quandaries, questions, things anonymously and we or shall non-relationship related questions or, or not so fine yeah and we will hashtag I mean, fix your life um right. disclaimers um i think we're both very very tired incredible um also we haven't recorded in five weeks and Son. so <laughs> much trash has gone down. What to cover? Lord have mercy. So this is going to be, I assume, a very intense and long episode. It's um, going to be a salted full Please hang trash. on with us. Mm. That's, uh, all yeah. That's all I got. My disclaimer is a shout out to the homie Yusuda for letting me record at her house. Because my house is full of doof. And uh, do you want to yell something out? Yes, it Who's in there? Hi. No, the- sir. No, ma'am. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Sada says, hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Um, all right. Drag them. Drag them all. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> all right. Uh, let the dragging begin, dude. Um, where do we start? First right. of all, actually. Let's start with the with the positive. How was your trip to India? My trip to India was amazing. Like it was I'm insane. sure it was. And it was very very different from any expectations I had mm-hmm. cuz when you talk to people who've been to India, it's there's always it's it's one of two options. It's either Oh my God! It was amazing. It changed my life. Life altering. I found my path. <laughs> Namaste to you. You know, and all of that bullshit. Yeah, I'm really into or, yoga now. Yeah. Or it's like, oh my God, so gross, so intense. It stinks. The food is horrible. You're gonna get diarrhea. You know that kind oh of thing. God. And it was neither Extremes, nor. If you will. It was amazing. Um, and that's all I have to say. It was crazy. I want to go back like soon. So, hey, listen, I'm gonna lay a little corner in your suitcase when you do, because I definitely want to be on that trip. I'm I'm sure you'd fit right in. (laughs) That's (laughs) not even a problem. So yeah, that was really nice and refreshing. That's awesome. Um, while you were in India, I was dealing with, uh, the lovely Sydney's healthcare system. Um, yeah, dude, my uncle had a little kid, a stint, and like, I just, so we've talked about this before, right? Where like, are we getting like right into it? (laughs) (laughs) I, I had lighter topics that I wanted to just like kind of brush on but sure go ahead I just want to say this real quick I'm not even gonna dwell on it but like I just want to say that for everything like we've talked about this before on the show where you know uh, we've talked about the struggles of 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 like that doctors have 
in, you know, within the Sudanese healthcare system, and it sucks, and it's not their fault for the most part. But I also feel like, you know, and I'm gonna risk like getting the backlash from all the Dakota who are like, you don't know my life. Listen, not all, like, hashtag not all doctors, but a good percentage right. of y'all <laughs> are out here really doing the least for your patients and not giving two shits. You know, I have a theory Go ahead. on why doctors in Sudan are like very disengaged and mm-hmm. just completely detached from their patients. Mm-hmm. I think that medicine is a very, very vocational job. Listen. <laughs> like you have to be super passionate about it say that honestly shout out to you guys i don't know how you do how you do it day in and day out because i would be so depressed and so anxious but you know kudos to you but i think a lot of people do it just because of like the cultural um, the status attached to it the the cultural prestige that's given to it like exactly. oh but like like you said it's the type of job where you really need to believe in what you're doing this really needs to be your passion otherwise it is impossible for you to give the amount of care and the amount of dedication that is required of this very very demanding exactly. profession and i just and don't... i think so many people get into medicine just because of you know their parents pressure and then they're just not into like they do it because it's a job and you studied like 50 fucking years to be able to do it Word. but then there's no they're just very detached i feel from patients and that's fine because i feel like being detached is part of the job like you can't be like emotionally invested but you have to care about what you're doing so for example i'm just going to tell this this really quick snippet from Mm -hmm. the nightmare that's been like happening to us as a family for the past few months so the other day um my uncle so we like took him to the emergency room whatever whatever we get him in the they put him in like this not quite ICU, not a room, like how you could in the middle, like this middle care unit. So it's like okay. more intensive care than just being in a room, but like not intensive, intensive care, whatever. And right. he, so he's in there and nobody's, you can't have like, there's no co-patient in there. You're not allowed to be, you're not allowed to have like a murafiq in there. It's just the patients. Yeah. Okay. Straight. Mm-hmm. So my cousin and I, we go up, we make sure that he gets in there. We have his stuff, like his pills and everything. So we're outside waiting for somebody to come out so we can give them this stuff. On the door to the this room, this like unit, there's the sign, be, you know, please be quiet, uh, whatever. This is a quiet area, whatever. Don't make noise. Or, like, yeah, is it like the whole hospital whatever. is supposed to be like Listen, noise-free? We can get into um, that, but it's <laughs> not even going to go I there. Mean, I mean, I, I As a people, we are incapable of being quiet, but whatever. And we, my cousin and I are standing outside in the hallway. On the inside, there's a party going on. There are like three or four doctors, and I can hear every single one of them clearly. And I t- when I tell you that they were cackling, right. not like emergency, this patient is coding. No, 
وبيضحكوا وبصفقوا وبكوركوا and shrieking like shrieking laughter so my cousin is like what the fuck she basically barges in there and goes to see her dad so one of the doctors approaches her and he's like basically like it did the khalikinishnu and she's like da boy and di hububu and that taakad in huwa whatever so one of the female doctor in there is like al hitta di mamnu' fiha al murafiq ma ba'rif shinu and it's just it's just basically it's only allowed only doctors are allowed in here and my cousin very calmly was like ana fahma inu law azul yani law ana ha'mal izaaj kida akid ana ma mafrud akun hina lakin bima inu intu dakatra ga'din bitsafqu wa bitkorku bitdhaqu يبقى الحتة دي ما محتاجة quietness ما محتاجة الناس ما تكون فيها ما محتاجة ما يكون فيها مرافق لأنكم انتظاركم هنا following the rules basically drag them in like the quietest way possible and the, the female doctor's reaction was أخ استغفر الله excuse me yeah استغفري استغفري لأنه تصوتك مارق out in the hallway She was like, when when I said that, they all fell silent. And it's true because I heard them. They were all talking up until the point where my cousin started speaking and they all fell silent all at once. And then whatever. And then like one of them wants to give attitude and the other one came outside and he was like fucking whistling and singing at three o'clock in the morning. I was like, dude, at least, يعني, خليك مراعي للبيشنس اللي قاعدين جوا فك اوتسايد ذا هول واي كوريك زي ما داير لكن انت جوا هناك لايك ار يو كيدنج مي ار يو ار يو سيريس رايت ناو اند ذن يو وانت يل ات بيبل فور بينج فور نوت فولوينج اي جست هاف لايك ا راندوم كويستشن بت هاو اولد وير ذيس دوكترز ذا دوكترز اي دينت سي ذا دوكترز هو وير انسايد بت ذا دوكتر هو واز اوتسايد هو كيم اوت واز لايك ميبي ان هيز لايك ليت 20s اي وود سي لايك 28 29 كويس And then when my cousin came out, my cousin came back out. I was like, "What the hell was all that about?" She was like, "Apparently they were celebrating because a dude who came out is getting married." I was like, "But they can't do that outside." She's like, "That that was his last day, and that was their excuse." Like, "Alila akhir yom lehu ma shi aris." Ashan kida like, they were hype. What? Right. What, what is professionalism? Okay. Like, what is appropriateness? What is decorum? I mean, if. <laughs> if I can play devil's advocate, I'm going to say I kind of sort of, I mean, I would be pissed if I was in your cousin's place. I would be fuming. But also, I understand that, like, it's such a high pressure job that, you know, sometimes you just need to, like, have a good laugh. And I totally get that. I'm not. It's that's not my issue at all. My issue is that laugh could be done somewhere yeah, like else. Yeah, the, the place, the setting was inappropriate. At all, right. at all. And my cousin was like, there were three patients in there. There were three patients in there. One of them was my uncle, and two other patients. She was like, who were in way worse shape than my uncle. So my uncle was the best person, like the best health in there. Everybody else was taban shadid. And like it's just not it's not it's not masah masah you want to have a good laugh you want to wedge your friend you want to do whatever go outside take turns like you don't have to do that in there and not and even if you did ما في ذلك لكم ما تتونسوا تتونسوا لكن ما ممكن تكون سامحكم out in the hallway 
Like this is a quiet be, room and like, your voices are the, shrieking the fact, out in the hallway. Beyond the fact that their doctor is in a hospital working a shift, I feel like Sudanese people in general, we have a problem with professionalism, right? Fully. And I, like we've discussed this so many times on this podcast that I don't even know what to add. We have an attitude, an attitude problem. Like I, uh, ma'am. Speaking of I'm, attitude I'm problem. Sorry. I hope your uncle is okay now. He's okay. He's much better. But speaking of attitude problem. So before we go up there, we're in the, we're in the emergency room. I'm standing outside the room where, you know, the little, whatever, the Hinai area where they're holding him, where he's laying, laid up in there. Quays. And there are doctors walking around. There's a doctor who's at the end of his shift. And this is a doctor that we saw, an ER doctor that we saw earlier in the week who, I won't, okay, I won't even get into the, our, our interaction with him, which was just like, like we were speaking to a wall, but whatever. So the guy comes in, and I'm standing outside. I'm not paying attention to what's around me. I'm just standing outside. So he comes up, and he's looking for another doctor. And he's like, he looks at me, and says, Fi doctor here? And I'm like, ما عارفة. ما ما شفت دول. كويس. So he goes, he like walks mm-hmm. away, blah blah blah. He comes back, and then a doctor comes out of the room. Uh, I'm assuming the doctor he was looking for. I wouldn't know who the doctor he was looking for was because he didn't tell me who he was looking for. He just asked me if there was a doctor in the room. To which I answered, I don't know. So then okay. he comes back. The doctor because comes it's back, not your talks, job to know. Word. He talks to her. Then he looks at me and he says, "Did doctora." Okay, I just exactly. I just looked at him and literally that's exactly and what I said. Like, I looked at him and I said, "Okay, like how am, is am that? I on the payroll? Like, do I do I fucking work me? here? Am I am I in HR? Like, is that my job? Am I a nurse, uh, sir? Uh, like, are you kidding? And then when I when I'm when my reaction was okay, he walked off. And then he turned back around and repeated what he said. Did doctor, kind of you are not okay. Okay, and like, like I heard you the first time. What is your goddamn point? And like, uh huh. And Okay. But anyway, that's I just I would please uh, doctors. Uh, this is in no way an attack on you personally. If you don't, if this, if this doesn't fit your bill, if you are not this type of doctor, please don't feel the need to tell me how stressful your job is. I know how stressful your job is. I get it. But also, we love y'all. You save our lives and shit. Like we're down you, for that. Just exactly. Like maybe but I'm gonna like if you're, better, you know, if some of y'all are bad at your jobs, it's I'm gonna call you out. Like that's not. I'm not gonna be like, oh, but you know. I shouldn't say that because some doctors, no, no, I'm going to call you out. I'm going to call you out because, like, misdiagnosing people and being a general asshole and not explaining things to patients, that's the other thing that really pisses me off is that doctors for Sudan do not explain, like, to patients what's happening. They just prescribe doa. They don't tell you anything. When you ask questions, they act like you're, like, questioning them on their, you know, like, their professional knowledge. I'm like, I just want to understand what's happening. I just want you to explain oh, to me. Oh, FYI, that's doctors everywhere, though. Like, have I've never but, had yeah. that experience. I've never had an experience where a doctor was like, well, this is what you got, so this is here, take some pills. Okay, but what, is, what does that mean? 
Oh, you don't need to know that. Oh, oh it's I fine. I've know. never had, I've always had doctors sit me down and be like, look, this is what's going on. This is what's happening with you. These are the options. These are the steps. What do you want to do? This is what we recommend. Blah, blah, blah. Like just being engaging. And I understand that for Sudan or for Khartoum, I'll speak on Khartoum. I understand that it's difficult because you're dealing with people who, you know, your your patients are not always going to be knowledgeable. Your patients are not going to always be educated. Your patients, but if I'm talking to you at a level where I can understand basic concepts of medicine, like please explain explain what's happening to me. Tell me what what's Even happening. If you don't understand, you know, basic levels of medicine, just just tell me what's wrong. Just Wait, tell me because it's okay. my right to know, and it's your job to explain it to me in a way that I'll get it. Like, nobody's telling exactly. you to give me a lesson on, like, you know, the exact, like, biological reactions that are happening. But just tell me why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling instead of just writing some random doa and then, and then being like, get on your way. And then being offended when I dare to ask about what my condition and, like, what I can do to, to help myself or, like, prevent future. Like, I just, I just I don't get it. Anyway, whatever. I didn't mean to talk about this for this long. I just wanted to like get that <laughs> off my chest. And right. that's it. Anyway. Okay. Well, that was an intense start to this podcast. I'm sorry. Um, I was actually going to talk about one positive thing that has happened in the last five weeks. And I knew, I'd, like we promised we weren't going to talk about this chick anymore. But I have to because I'm petty. So okay. your homegirl, um, your fave, uh, Tommy Laren. Oh, Lord. Um, was fired from the blaze. Bloop, bloop, and bloop. I live. That is all. Life given. That is <laughs> all. Listen. Also, the fact that she was fired specifically because she said she was pro-choice can we explain I what that is for people who might not understand so tommy laren okay. went on a show go ahead you, uh, yeah. okay so tommy laren um went on the view and she was talking to the ladies of the view and they asked her her opinion on abortion and she said that because she believes in limited government whatever that means for her um, she believes that uh, government should not have a say in what you do with your uterus, which is a sensible thing Re to say. The most reasonable thing she's ever said. When you're a woman, like, yes, I, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, with you. And then she um, proceeded to get fired from the blaze. So I, th I think she got a call and they were like, bitch, what are you saying? <laughs> you better retract then, that statement. <laughs> yeah. You, you better not. And then she went on Twitter and made the same statement. So she said some, I don't know, I'm paraphrasing, but she was like, Oh, you know, you can stay out of my guns. Um, and you can stay out of my vagina or something. I don't know, whatever. And she's like, oh, I'll, I'll always give it to you real. And this is what I believe. And I don't yeah. think government should have a say in what women do with their bodies, blah, blah, blah whatever. <sighs> and then she was fired. So Just I had a good bar. Except the only thing that, that my only issue with this, with this part is that as always, 
as a white woman who, you know, experiences one thing which I consider to be karma after all the shit she said and all the outlandish statements she's made and all the, like, the the vitriol and, like, just general hate that she's fed is when she when she finally comes back to bite whatever, like, it, she gets bit in the ass, then folks want to come and suddenly cape for her and suddenly we have to feel sorry for her and suddenly we have to understand where she's coming from and suddenly think pieces are coming out about how oh i have a newfound whatever of tommy laren oh miskina yeah miskina tommy laren because she said one thing that you agree with after out of the millions of things that she said were like girl like some white feminists were like oh you know you can't be happy about the fact that um, she was fired because she stated this opinion. Um, you know, like you, you have to stand up for her as a woman because no, she don't. did this to stand up for other women's rights. The hell I do. Girl, no. The hell she did. What do you? What? What? It was when? International Women's Day, and you and know, she was like, of, "This is bullshit." Um, exactly, and a lot of women were. Um, protesting the gap wage so that they decided to not go to work and all of that. And Tommy Laren went on Twitter and she was like, fuck all y'all. I have a job. I am happy with my job. And that's that. I don't care about the rest of you. So, guess what? So I don't care can, if she loses her job. Pretty much. She can suck a turd. I don't care. Like, in the words what? of Samuel L. Jackson, she can burn in hell. I really don't care. I really don't care about what happens to her. If she gets fired, she goes homeless. I don't care about her. Next. <coughs> anyway, that was my um, my beacon yeah. of light. Um, she got what's coming to her. That's all I got to say about that. Um, Because other than that, it was all trash. All of the trash um can we say can we talk about a positive thing that turned into trash okay Which, all right so uh I'm was scared. it this week i think it's this week this week or last week um kendrick came out with the i think the first single from his new album oh lord humble okay. which mm-hmm. uh, king kendrick listen i i lived i watched that video and i lived because it was aesthetically wonderful it was a visual right. experience and okay. the song was nice i'm, I'm, I I'm just song. waiting for i the like trash. the beat i like I the beat like the i like the song a whole lot I'll i loved it i like, I like it him lot. i like him Jadid. i love kendrick and right. anyway so the video came out but, and everybody however. was you know there was a hoopla over it yeah and then um a segment of folks uh were complaining about how black so they're yeah black women well yeah black women were complaining about um a line and a a a shot in the video so the line in the song i think says give me uh what is it a richard Pryor afro or something like that and um and some yeah he's like i'm i'm so sick and tired of the photoshop right um Give me a Richard Pryde afro and an ass with stretch marks or something, something like that. Yeah. And then the the shot where this line is said in the video is a girl and, and the screen is sort of split in half. And on one side, she's got, you know, a slick down hair 
um, makeup and whatever and you know touched up and whatever and then on the other side of the screen like the second the second half she's got her hair out and um, and she's no makeup and she's like dressed down she's not like wearing anything special and then you know there's a shot of an ass with stretch marks or whatever and so people were complaining about the fact that the girl in the video like he's talking about you know like he wants something natural and whatever but the girl in the video is still has like he's talking about a richer part of afro but she has like this curly wavy hair and you know she's light skinned curls and, girl right long like rib cage length loose curly hair she's yeah. quite light skinned she's yeah. pretty skinny like even the yeah. shot with the ass with the supposed well, yeah it wasn't part. like a like, yeah it wasn't a like tiny a, waist yeah. you know she's like she's still yeah. conforming to to like the standards you know, of beauty that yeah exactly yeah and <laughs> no shade anyone who knows me in real life knows i love kendrick i i stand for kendrick but sometimes he is a little borderline hotepi <laughs> a little bit and I i'm just, like i just i don't know i didn't find an, an issue with it I didn't notice because I was too like consumed with the song and like the other like really, visual experience of the entire I was, video. Like, I, I didn't, was vibing I honestly to the song. I was notice. like, oh my god, I love this song. Yes, Kendrick. Exactly. Yes. And I'm looking at the video. And I'm like, oh my god, I love this. This is amazing. And then I was like, wait, hold up, skirt. What? Yeah, I didn't even. I will lie. I didn't even. It didn't register. And even when people made the we made the complaint, which I agree is completely like, yeah, y'all make a good point. He did pick somebody who still fits in, you know, like who he's talking about one thing that like doesn't fit into the mainstream or like the accepted like standard of of beauty or look or whatever. But the video is showing somebody who basically doesn't fit what he's talking about. But I was just like, this is, yeah, okay. But also like. Beyond that, like beyond the fact that he chose a traditionally very pretty, very cutesy, light-skinned, skinny girl, um, I also had an issue. Yeah. I I just I really have a serious problem with this whole argument of men saying, "Oh, you know, um, all these women are like scamming us with makeup and stuff." I, you know, like I want a natural woman and all of that hoe tip shit. Bitch, what? I can wear makeup if I want. I will paint my face in eight layers, and that is all I'll wear. Like, what? What is it? <laughs> girl also men who say that like they have this idea of a natural woman that is exactly what he showed in the video but like being natural quote-unquote does not mean like having underarm hair for example that's not acceptable natural you know um it it doesn't mean like i don't like i don't know like if you have acne or you're really fat yeah. or something, then that's not acceptable natural. What? It's like it's like it's like the Alicia Keys movement of like, oh no, makeup exactly. and all natural. But like, it's easy for exactly. you, girl. 
Go ahead. Yeah, you, just, and I you, mean, hold on. Like you things. I'm not even yeah. mad at her. Like, good on you, girl. You you work that easy fair for her face. To, it's easy for but her it's to easy do for you. Like, because, can other women right. live? Can they paint their faces? Like, is this hold up? What is? <laughs> you said I had something to add to this. <laughs> Oh. She had mascara on at that bowl, the Brooklyn Museum bowl. Well, she had gold eyeshadow. She had mascara on. She had bronzer on. Very light makeup. Right, but, but makeup still makeup. Right. You basically made such a big deal. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Fake ass. <laughs> she said fake ass. I don't even care about, like, honestly, do whatever the fuck you want with your face and your body. I, like... I don't wear makeup, but I'm not mad at women who do. Like, if that makes you feel better, and, but I think that's, you know, the that's thing. how you get it popping. Good it's, on you, girl. More yeah, power but it's to not. You. It's not like it's not a question of like, oh, should should they? I mean, I think in in this in this case of Alicia Keys, like to me, her putting on makeup after grandstanding all over like the media about how, oh, I just want to be natural. I just want to do this. I just want to do that. You put that out there. You put yourself in a position where you, you like, yeah, and you put yourself, yeah, it's a self-righteous position of like being above, you don't care. uh, Being above people. And then, but that's the thing though. Like you can't say that and then come wear makeup like 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 nothing happened. But also, it's really easy for you to do. It's really easy for you to be like, oh, I just want to be natural. When you have the money, you have the access, you have all you've had all those proactive sponsorships to like get you, you know, get your skin right and get your face right. So it's easy for you to just be out here natural and bare. And like you said, that's not what people think of. Well, that's what people think of when they think of natural, but that's not necessarily nat- like that's not all that natural is. Natural is way more than that. Right, right. Like you can't be like. I, you can't- I feel like she she can because when when she decided to go natural and she's been posting like all these barefaced selfies and like girl, what do your thing? That's fine. Um, but I don't I think saying- it meant that she's never ever gonna wear makeup again. I think that she just, like, she personally decided that she wanted to be, you know, more natural. I, don't, I, I really disagree. Don't care. And let me tell I, you I, why I, I disagree. I think that if you personally decide that you just want to wear less makeup or you don't want to wear makeup anymore, you want to be natural, whatever the fuck she said, then that's fine. But for her to make it into a movement, which is what she did, which is what she did, That's that to me is you're making a huge statement. She didn't come out and say, you know, I just don't feel like wearing makeup no more, so I'm just, or like not as much as I used to. I'm just going to ride this natural way for a while. It was, embrace yourself, and I just want to deny and hashtags and shit. That carries weight. After she improved her skin. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that carries weight. So when women are like, oh, oh, my God, she, you know, inspired me to do this and, and wear no makeup or wear less makeup or go out barefaced or whatever, which for a lot of people is, I don't Honestly, think it's a big I deal think- at all. No, but I don't think I it's mean, a big no deal shade, at all. But-, but I don't think she inspired a lot of women. I think she inspired a lot of men to like. Well, and I'm getting and, and I'm and getting to that. That but they I- want more, you know, natural non-makeup wearing women and I'm just I'm not I'm not but I also feel like 
you know, like, it just, on the one hand, you have people who are like, oh, you know, I want, I, I might want to do this, and this is a huge step for them because maybe, you know, they aren't secure enough or they are not used to, or they've just lived their lives wearing makeup all this time that it's hard. Like, I have friends who, like, are literally, like, it's hard for me to go outside without makeup on. And I never understood that. I was like, what? What do you mean? Or, like, this this idea that suddenly it's... Oh, I completely it's, understand that. This idea that, like, suddenly it's brave to be barefaced. Like, oh, oh, I'm just out here in my bare face. I, I, for me, I was like, ah, how is that brave? You're out with your face. Like, I don't understand. But that's a thing. That's a thing now. So you can't be like, oh, you know, yeah, embrace yourself and your natural beauty and whatever. And then you come out and whatever. My issue is not really with Alicia Keys because if we were talking about Alicia Keys, we can also talk about that bullshit she did with the burka, the, the ballerina in <gasps> the burka shit. Like, uh, girl. Oh, my God. Bye. No, with the little <laughs> leg out. No, she did not. She had I, a. Oh my god! If you guys didn't see this, she not, had. Let's just not. Let's. Just, <laughs> she's like dumb. I can't right now. Okay. I'm pass. I'm, I'm unable. Did she? No. No. Ugh. Not today. So I'm not even on Alicia Keys. I think the issue with talking about oh, I want a natural woman or whatever, or this, you know, like natural beauty, blah, 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 is that it still conjures a very specific image. Right. It's not like natural, what's that, natural like for first you. And it's foremost, nobody gives a fuck what you want, yeah. Kendrick. Like, what? Okay. I took his words. Honestly, I took his words at face value. And for me, as a person think, who doesn't, okay who doesn't wear Being. makeup and doesn't, like, put any, like, effort into their appearance. Like, I like hearing that. Like, I want a natural. Cool, that's that's me because I don't do shit. Like, that's how I took it. So maybe Seriously? I... Seriously, because I... Okay. So but, I, I... But I understand. But I understand that the implication is unless, not... Like, I, I get... I, I, honestly, I, I almost never wear makeup. But when I heard that line, I was like, bitch, I will wear a <laughs> wear all the makeup every single day. Who are <laughs> you, bitch? What? I was so offended for women who like who are you? Maracasta. Maracasta life and Take a seat on this. No, 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 no. Stay in your lane, Kendrick. It's fine. We love you. Just don't don't mm-mm. I don't. I, no. Don't tell people what to do. I think is the no. is the main takeaway is just don't no. tell people what to do. Everybody just do what the no. fuck they want and like just you don't, know, don't gravitate towards nobody what you want. Gravitate towards. No, nobody cares what kind of ass you like. You know, stretch mark free or nobody cares. I I don't care. And and but would you agree? Women, so. Would you agree that it's it's just the statement without the visual accompaniment without you know what people like without that that like standard image that comes up just the statement of being like you know uh, like an ass with stretch marks is not a big deal which is how I understood it like yeah have an ass with stretch marks whatever don't you think that that is a positive it's not a big deal if the ass is attached to your body and you think it's not a big deal if you think it's a big deal and you have the means to go and fix that and get plastic surgery or whatever, good on you, girl. You go do that. I think the main problem is not even that. Like, I feel like a lot of men 
are how do I say this? Like they're transforming their misogyny from objectifying women as like these, you know, mm-hmm. perfect, whatever, smooth, hairless human beings into saying they want more quote unquote natural women. But that's also a form of controlling what women look like and fuck right. that every single day. Honest, like, I mean, no. Man, <laughs> Let's sit down, Kendrick. Just, just no. <laughs> For me, I think. Sorry, la. I just, I just appreciate. Like, I appreciate when. I mean, I appreciate. I don't care. Like, it was not going to change my opinion of myself. But I think it's nice to hear a man say, like, I don't give a shit about like stretch marks or whatever because all we've heard like all of our lives is that you have to be this perfect looking thing with like completely smooth skin and whatever no bumps no this no that no whatever and like for him to come out and say that for me uh, at face value the, is is like okay thanks where, that's also where the visual comes in because if he had said oh i don't care about stretch marks and he put had like, an actual ass with a, actual stretch marks an actual <laughs> ass with actual stretch marks on an actual fat girl maybe that would have been okay but you're putting this like super round bouncy butt with yeah. barely like half a stretch mark and a tiny waist yeah no that's just oh, I did it yet <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm uh, going to say no on this. Well, well let's I, agree I, to disagree. Mm-hmm. I just didn't okay. think it was a big deal, honestly. It's not even that like I disagree with the argument. I just didn't think, I just didn't, it, was, it didn't affect me that much. I was like, yeah, I see it. But, I mean, I mm-hmm. still like the song and I'm still going to listen to it. And this brings me to like the struggle of being a woman who enjoys uh, hip hop. Yeah. Because it's a constant struggle where you're like jamming, you're like, ooh, I like this. Yes, girl. Right. And then there's like but all that misogyny, like, and you're like, this is so oh problematic. God, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also, I feel like um, a lot of the black women who criticized um, the video on Twitter, and it was pretty legitimate criticism. They weren't even like they weren't even going after Kendrick or whatever, but they were like, "Hey, this line is really hotepi, and we have a problem with it, and this is why." Right. And other men just shut them down what because apparently, really as a woman, as a woman, you're not allowed to have an opinion on hip hop. Yeah. So fuck y'all. Yeah, I don't. And that's I where the real problem too. lies. I don't think the issue is really with the with. I mean, for me, the issue is not so much with the song as it is with people's attitudes towards any sort of criticism right. that comes out. Like, like it's are you making money like when my brothers used to watch like whatever like or whatever and they get really into it we would be like collect your fave 
and shut yeah, your mouth. Like it That's does, it, it. it's not a big deal. Everybody gets criticized. It's not a big deal. You don't have to like. And it's legitimate. Go crazy it's not like you know. yeah. Not to mention that even even if it wasn't, how bad that? How does that affect your life in any way or Kendrick's for that matter? Like it's not really gonna affect his life either. Okay, and so I don't understand when people get like too gung ho about stuff and like they're like, oh, you can't even talk about that because oh, you're a woman, so you can't talk about hip hop. Like, really? Sit down. Be humble, um, go to Kendrick. Perfect transition. This brings me to another topic, um, which also includes uh, faves being trash. Oh boy. Um, mm-hmm. Have you watched the Netflix uh, Dave Chappelle specials? Specials? Plural? Itnen, two. I only watched one. I watched the first one and I watched half of it. I couldn't get through it. I don't don't know what that means, but I couldn't get through it. Thoughts? (laughs) Like, would you care to elaborate? I just, I mean, I know what the issue is. I know what people had an issue with, but... Like he said himself in the special, he's like, I'm old. And he's he's like part of, you know, this old wave of comedians who made all of these problematic jokes and it wasn't a problem and the audiences weren't as as sensitive or as woke as they are now. And so they laughed along with it. But now, like, times have changed and, and people are different and whatever. And he I hasn't don't... changed. And that's it. And that's literally what he said. And I'm like, yeah, you haven't changed. Cool. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, at that point, it's a personal choice of, like, do you want to keep supporting somebody who has not changed over the times, who's still the same, or do you not? Like, that's that's people's, that's the audience's choice at this point. But clearly for him, who am I fighting, Mao, if he's, if he's changed or it, not? Well, clearly. He made 60 mil from those two specials, so clearly my fighting Mao. Well, nihai. But isn't it also normal to want your faves to do better of course it is yeah i was like, so it it honestly like my thoughts after seeing the two specials back to back i was just really sad and that was about yeah. it like i was mindu agalbi i was really sad because i like dave chappelle i think he has a crazy amount of talent he's like incredible on stage and he can be extremely funny in like a very subtle, nuanced mm-hmm. way. And I loved comedian. him yeah. 12 years ago. I loved him, right? And I always, obviously, I, I knew he, like he was always problematic, right? Right. But I was thinking, listen, this guy hasn't been on stage in like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of shit has changed. So hopefully he has grown um, with the times, Mm -hmm. but he has not. And not only that, he's, he's not only problematic, but he's very stubborn about it. Like he, he, I think he refuses to get educated on certain issues. And also he's gotten lazy. Like the jokes were so lazy and yeah. that's just that was the saddest part I think that's why I couldn't me. get into it I think that's why I couldn't finish it because I felt like the jokes were really lazy I was like this doesn't he, sound like he, like he was Dave grabbing Chappelle. 
for the lowest hanging fruit and i'm like bro right. I'm so much better than this give me more like do something but and i also like, like every time i try to sorry go ahead oh yeah i also just like it was kind of like he just gave it to you out of balata you know what i'm saying like you're that's the thing that that I think upset me in the beginning, not upset me, oh, that's a strong word. It kind of made me feel some type of way in the beginning. And then once he said it, I was like, well, all right. He, like you said, he made it very clear that like he had no intention of updating his, you know, his like Rolodex his of like, yeah, like he just was not about the life of like being more, you know, woke or like doing socially- better. He's sensitive not about or that anything life of doing better. yeah and 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 i was like you know it like that twinge of a second of being like oh come on you could do oh you don't want to do better oh okay like what can you say to that you know what i'm saying because he's clearly like this is this is how i am he's like i'm i'm old now and, and like like the, basically like it's the same excuse that older people use oh we're from a different generation and that's it but- that's where it stops He's and he's not ninety seven. He's probably on social media. He knows young people like Right. He's why? not old enough to use that he's, excuse, but you know no. so not everybody wants to change. Not everybody wants to put in he the effort to like But it's not even about change. It's that uh, people grow, right? I mean Not everybody, <laughs> clearly. A, a a few people who were problematic ten years ago have grown into more sensible human beings. I don't, like, I was expecting a little bit of that. I don't, like, (sighs) honestly, I think I could have maybe stomached maybe the rape jokes, but everything else was just trash. I just... Trash. It just worried me that I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh out loud, which I I usually do at Dave like anything i'm like he's hilarious but i I just didn't it didn't i like chuckled but i didn't like a laugh a genuine laugh i I was just really uncomfortable i don't like every time i tried to um like discuss this with someone because obviously it was weighing on my heart (laughs) um people were like oh the 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 rape jokes right you didn't like these did you i saw somebody reply to you on twitter about that that's your only problem with yeah, the whole that last was like show was the, the rape least jokes. Of it. <laughs> Are, like, really? Are we doing this? Are you not like really? <laughs> well, I, I saw that. Then, I saw that, and I was like, that was before I watched it, and I was like, huh, okay, well, this is interesting. And then I watched it, and I was like, that's not really the problem. <laughs> the rape jokes to that. me were not the issue. Like. No, or like not the biggest issue. It was, it was every like so much more. Single other thing, yeah. like the fact that he opposes. Dude, this guy's smart. Like, there's no way he's dumb enough to like not be aware of something called intersectionality. Like, you can't make constant jokes opposing like black people versus women or like Asian people versus mm-hmm. the gays. Like, no Asian. Yeah is homosexual and there is not one single black person who's a woman like fuck out of here what are you talking about right. it was so irritating because i'm just like i think my expectations were too high and they were just like crushed to the ground and that's why i'm hurt 
So, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that. We're I about to get a whole lot of flag for this. Do better. Girl, I don't care. You can fight me. on. It was bad, and you can fight me. <laughs> London, UK. Mm. My postcode is SE14HD. Come, Come at me, me bro. Come <laughs> at me. It was trash. And that's mm. all I have to say. Welp. <laughs> um, what else is out there? Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, I have... What? I don't... I, don't know if you wanted to discuss this this week. It might be a bit much, but mm -hmm. all of the <sighs> last week <laughs> was the week of failed ads. I don't know if you want to get. Oh into Lord! That. Oh my God! I could, for a minute, I forgot about that shit. No, I'm not gonna let you forget. No. Girl. Oh my God! Please, yes, let <laughs> us talk about this because listen. Uh, so last week, yeah. there were three very problematic ads that I think... Hold up, three? Actually, I'm not sure if they were all pulled off air. I don't know. But there was the uh, Sony ad for the white PS... I don't know. Some Apparently, that one is old, though. Is it? Well, I wish. Yeah, yesterday you said I've the, just the, been made aware of it. The PlayStation ads. Yeah, it's 2006. Yeah, it was from 2006. <gasps> yeah, still not cool, but old. Still not cool. And then there was a Nivea ad. What's the um, Nivea ad? So it's <laughs> it's white is purity. So the slogan <gasps> is white is purity, and there's like a girl sitting on a bed and you can only see her like from the back so she has like long blonde hair and everything's of course white like the, the yeah the walls are white um the sheets are white she's wearing white her hair is blonde whatever and then it's just like the slogan so it says white is purity um and then there was the now extremely infamous pepsi ad um and him and I thought they all came out the same week, and I was like, wow, so many well, people are getting fired. But I guess we can just discuss the Pepsi one, because it was like... Yeah, the major. other stuff is like, but the Pepsi one... Yeah. <laughs> he said it was like, oh my god. The Pepsi um, ad is... Do you want to tell us about it, like the premise of the ad? <clears throat> sure. In case people have been living under a rock. So Pepsi decided to, as many people have pointed out, capitalize on this, you know, awakening of uh, civil disobedience and protest and like this protest movement that's happening in the U.S. by releasing an ad where Kendall Jenner, otherwise known as Baby Kardashian, um, <laughs> is coming out of this place and she sees all these people getting together and some guy uh, I'm getting to that so this guy like makes this ambiguously racialized person makes eye contact right. with her and he's like let's go and he's holding a banner of some sort right. and so um, she, she snatches off her blonde wig and it. throws it no I'm sorry she doesn't hand it she drops it basically in, in her face Drops it in this this black woman's face, 
who's and the, the black woman's black face was on listen, duty. The black woman's face really summed up like the collective <laughs> feeling about that ad. Like that was her face was exactly right. how everybody felt watching that ad. Throws it in her mm. face and goes and like joins the the quote unquote protest where all the signs just say join the conversation or like love, which is like what? what the fuck does that even mean? She goes in She's like walking through the crowd. She's Girl, wearing a completely different the, outfit. The signs, the signs. I I don't know. I don't. They're understand. like they were made by toddlers. The signs were made I by toddlers. Understand. I'm so convinced. The French one says. There's a French version. Said yes, but oh, it God. said. Um, wait, what did it say? Basically, Ew. started a conversation in French. But I can't believe this is an like international they, they campaign. They tried it on Google Translate. Ew. Yeah, it was, it was bad. I really can't remember what it said. But Listen. like when I saw that one sign, I guffawed. <laughs> it was so I, bad. Like, <laughs> I cackled. Dude, anyway. my six-year-old niece could make a better looking sign than the ones that I, they made. So she walks through the crowd there's like shots from like different racially whatever charged people there's one lady in a hijab with like a camera and she's smiling like a dumb smile for no fucking reason um jen oh jendal kenner kendall jenner like walks over to this dude in cornrows (laughs) yeah walks over to this dude in cornrows and like like fist pounds him which is like okay great and then like walks over to the line of police officers standing, which as somebody mentioned, none of them were wearing riot gear, even though this is a protest, right? And hands him a Pepsi. <laughs> Word. Yeah. Hands the police officer a Pepsi, and like smiles and like cheering ensue, and and racism is right. you know abolished. And, and everyone and, like, has like a little kumbaya moment. What you know, the people are fuck? United. Um, I thought, girl, like, even before I saw all the backlash on um, Twitter, like, I watched the ad and I was totally unbiased. And I laughed so much. (laughs) I laughed. Like, as a person who has worked in advertising, I laughed so much. It was so bad. It was like a bootleg ad. It was so weird. It was It was. Because my, my first thought was like, wow, this ad is really long. Like, this is an expensive ad. It was really long. How also did, did anyone in any office approve this complete, utter garbage? Also, did I, your, like, did, like, all of your budget go towards Kendall Jenner's paycheck? Like, I don't understand how everything else is, like, fucking falling apart at the seams and bootleg except for her. I, I don't get that. Also... I don't know if anybody, nobody pointed this out. I tweeted this, but like, my mother's are still at bay. And I was like, am I imagining it? I felt like the blonde wig and the, and the metallic outfit was like shade at um, Beyonce's Pepsi ad, where she was wearing oh, a blonde wig with, with, like, that. with like that, bl- that like crimson red makeup, I mean, uh, lipstick and, um, and the metallic outfit. Oh my God. I know. As I was like, wait, am I, I am, imagining this? I am sick. Because I, I feel like she pulled that. She pulled <laughs> off that wig and like threw it at the black girl. Like, fuck your leader, basically. And like, 
I was like, what the? Yeah, I'm like, am I the only one who is seeing this? Like, I feel like that's what Beyonce was wearing. I know for a fact she was wearing a blonde wig. She was wearing, she had blonde hair. Because clearly they didn't put too much thought into this whole ad. So I don't know if, like, they had enough creativity to, like, throw To, like, come up with that. I don't know. But, but I was just like, was <gasps> like I gasped for a second. I was like, ooh, <laughs> is that shit? Yeah. Fuck no. Uh, Yusuf was asking if there was a black person in the room like when they came up with that. When they came up with that concept, like, was there even a docile black oh, person when they came not. up with? No. Fuck no. that. I would have at least not, even not, not like a, a drop of melanin. Yeah, I I think that people wouldn't even feel comfortable. Not one colored person. Because I think if it was like... Amorosa was in that room. Like, that's the only black person who would have been in that room and let that happen. Even an Arab person (laughs) or like a Desi person or something would have been like... Oh, let's not. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Like. Like, that's what we're going for, Michael? Maybe not, Tiffany. And it just confirms my theory that white people don't give a fuck white people show us time and time again that they don't care they don't care about our feelings they don't care about what we're going through just they will straight capitalize off of our pain and oppression don't understand they 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 don't understand they don't understand they don't don't want to yeah Saturday. they don't want to that's my point when i say they don't care i mean you have ample opportunity to learn from other people's mistakes, other brands' mistakes, other personalities' mistakes. You have, like, all that we talk about these days is this. These topics are right. all and that I, we discuss. There's no exactly way that you don't know. Why they wanted to capitalize on that. They were like, oh, you know what? These millennials are like stirring up a whole bunch of shit and they're like into diversity and stuff right how can we make money off that and they thought the throwing in like a muslim girl and a dude with cornrows and some ambiguously latin dude was gonna make us all happy like and what what the fuck and um what do millennials like oh protest Oh, amazing. That's very emotional. That's going to get people go like stupid. And I laughed. I mean, I laughed so much. I'm not even ashamed. It was it was <laughs> it was so tone deaf. Like it was so It was beyond it tone deaf. It was like the dead. mark by such a landslide that I j- I thought it was it's hilarious. Ridiculous. It's like almost that they did it on purpose. <laughs> like it missed the mark so bad. You had to have I'm purposely sure been like shooting though. in the I opposite direction. I I feel because I I don't know who I was talking to about this, but they were like, hmm. But everyone's talking about this ad now, so maybe it was on purpose. And I'm like, no. I I really think they sat in that boardroom and like patted each other on the back on the back and Word. thought that and thought they, they did make, a great like, job a super you know emotional touching ad and I think they really they they thought they got it they really did they really thought they did I, like like yes bitch yes like they really thought that they just and if they like. Knocked it out of the park, like, no. But I think the worst part isn't even the ad. It's the reaction afterwards. 
mm-hmm. of like all these people are complaining about how tone deaf and how insensitive and how whatever this ad is and how like di- basically you're like you're be this movement that's happening exactly. in the country and whatever and blah 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 and then the entire conversation becomes about how Kendall Jenner is so traumatized by the backlash oh <laughs> and she had to fly to Paris because she just couldn't handle the pressure and some and some white lady a journalist or something I don't know what the fuck she was or a blogger or whatever I don't know who the hell she was who was like oh Folks, y'all forget that she's the Kendall Jenner's a child. She's only twenty. Excuse me, excuse me, a child. Right. How yeah, is she a child? I, I saw How? That. Oh, she's she's a twenty-year-old child. Um, that doesn't Matt, even make sense. She, a twenty-year-old child. You had the audacity to write that in a sentence. First like of that's all, not an she's oxymoron. A millionaire, and she owns property. And she's 20. Like, she's, she's a whole ass adult. She can vote. She can drive. Uh, she can drink in most parts of the world. Um, also, it, it just reminds you that people of color don't get the luxury of yep. youth, basically. Because. Tamir Rice was 12, and they called him. Something like a young man. A thug. Tamir Rice was 12 when he died, and they called him a young man. Kendall Jenner is 20. She's not a child. She's not a child. No, she's not. And I don't feel sorry for her, and I couldn't care At less. all. And I don't give a shit. Like, and I feel like the only thing I would say is it's not really even Kendall Jenner's fault. I feel no, like she should have known I better. Mean, she should have known better. She should have yes. been like, "This is stupid," and then I'm not doing it. Especially since she has but like she two brothers-in-law who are black and like whatever. And you know, let's. She's dating that. a black person. What do you mean? Uh, she is, is she dating? dating a person who is a black man in America. Isn't she dating ASAP Rocky? Ew, really? I mean, he <laughs> he he doesn't himself to be part of the struggle. Um, and so I don't blame her, but I feel like, what the fuck, Pepsi? <laughs> like this is not rocket science. It's not hard. It's not hard to figure out that this is not maybe the route you want to take for your ad. Like, even if you wanted to talk about, or if you wanted to capitalize on, you know, the protest movement or whatever, whatever is happening, just have some people in there exactly what you just did have a dude with cornrows have an ambiguously latin dude have a muslim girl with hijab have them all running around and doing something that's not a protest and then have them hand each other pepsi and drink it and have kendall jenner in there throwing her wigs at folks like fine yeah great lakin i don't understand like why does it have to be packaged like this how did none of you think that this was a bad idea how did none of you see that this might not be the best course of action. How, after all the things that have happened in the last two years, have you not thought that maybe you don't want to capitalize on a on the on the fucking dismantling of America? Like I don't. I, I don't. Listen. Re- regardless of Kendall Jenner and like the the token minority people who are just there doing fuck all. And, like, the bland slogans that don't mean shit and all of that. The fact that they thought, oh, Kendall, this white savior, is going to give the policeman 
a Pepsi can, and that and everything's is gonna, gonna fix be great. All of the problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone put like on Twitter. Someone put um, like a capture from the video of the moment where she gives the guy um, the Pepsi can, and like everyone's smiling, and it's so you know like rainbows and unicorns. And next to it, they put a picture of. Um, I forgot her name. I'm so sorry. But that black lady who was arrested oh, in some yeah. recent protest where, you know, yeah. she's wearing like this, this was last year, I think standing there and she was like, handing a flower to the police uh, while like three riot, yeah. riot gear. Yeah. And they're like grabbing her and they're super aggressive. And someone was like, well, I guess it's because she didn't have a Pepsi can. I'm like, damn right. Well, um, I don't you know. Who thought that was a good idea? Like, I don't understand. Old white folk, old white men who don't give a shit. That's who, that's who. Did you see the meme that people made with uh, Kanye? With the, like, that no. iconic scene from Get Out where he's sitting in the chair. But it's instead of the, whatever his name is, John Kikuya or whatever his name is. It's, it's, um, it's Kanye sitting in the chair. It's like a cartoon. And... Uh, a white hand is handing him a Pepsi, and he like looks terrified, like the <laughs> the trailer from the trailer from Get Out. But it's but it's kind of it's hilarious, and that's exactly what it is. Like you have, I don't. You have two, you have two black, you have a black niece and nephew. You have two black brothers in law. You're dating a black man, like. But that's, again, this girl, isn't Kendall's please problem. Don't get me it's not Kendall's on the problem. whole Kardashian thing. Uh, like and black culture and black men that's a whole other rant for a whole other day um but also uh the ceo of pepsi um interestingly enough is a woman of color oh well that's nice i don't think she approved that ad i i don't think that's how it works like she probably didn't see it until it was aired or something i don't know I'm trying to find excuses for this lady, but I don't know. Long story um, also, short, think, the ad was a mega fail. It was a right. fail. And the, the and apology was half-assed, I feel, because it's Pepsi, and they know that this is not going to affect uh, their sales at all. So yep. they're just like, okay, let's just, uh, let's just shut these people up so they can move on to some other, you know, angering issue let's just get this out of the way but it's not going to affect them in like any major way nobody's boycotting did you see their apology and they know that did you see their apology their apology was to kendall jenner they're like oh we're sorry that we put her in this position what right Mm -hmm. like how is it again just like in your ad little white little white woman is centered in this entire issue that has nothing to do with her uh, anyway, Pepsi yeah. failed, so. um, but it's not going to matter because they're still going to be making their coin, and yeah. Right, exactly. Um, um, last topic there was more of the... There, uh, there was... There was... Do you want to talk about this lovey post? right quick i have one uh, thought yeah okay go ahead do you want to like explain it sure so um you just sent this to me i didn't see it. i don't i don't know when it came out but 
Um, Just today, because my timeline was going crazy, and I'm like, what is the tea? I need to know. I need Um, to know what this is. I need to know why everyone's angry. Uh, Yeah, but go ahead. Please explain. Yeah, so um, a black blogger slash best-selling author by the name of Lovey. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Also, Shonda Rhimes is, ad- is adapting her book into like a TV show. Yeah, That's into like- a TV show, um, which uh, um, I'm living for that. But uh, she was our yeah, yes, so ma'am. Um, she was our yes, ma'am, a few weeks ago. Um, what's her? How do you pronounce her last name? Lovey Ajayi. Okay, so yeah, so she's a black American, uh, uh, Nigerian American blogger and best-selling author, and um, she usually talks about, you know, makes a lot lot of social commentary, she also has a lot of like, you know, that's what she usually writes about, also writes about pop culture, Um, Mm -hmm. and she came out with this Facebook post um, talking about basically how, you know, part of the problem is black folk activists who are constantly looking digital for the struggle. Digital activists, she calls yeah. them. Digital activists who are constantly on the struggle, like, even when there isn't. Yeah, I mean, they're basically, like, struggle whores, I guess you right. could call them, where, like, they're just looking for, you know, something problematic and everything, and my bad, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and she was also saying that if we as people of color want to make things better, then we can't do that alone and we do need allies. And that constant, like, you know, black struggle porn is oppressive to allies, basically. Right. Kind of, sort of. And then she ends the post with saying that most of the time this comes from uh, people, digital activists who are mixed race. Um, Mm -hmm. And then she says that they shouldn't, you know, reflect their, like, they shouldn't be over, quote unquote, overcompensating for their melanin deficiency in this way. (sighs) Um, This is the episode where all of my faves die yeah <laughs> like, madish <laughs> this is an episode full of disappointments <laughs> for Sada. i'm done like kendrick and dave chappelle and lovey, and lovey. why yeah. for what why can't people do better i need my faves to do better here's the thing here's how i feel about this mm-hmm. i think as i was reading it i was like uh-huh okay 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 i felt like she was making some um fair arguments up until that last paragraph i was honestly not mad until that last paragraph the whole like putting light-skinned folk on blast or as somebody said in her comment section acting like mixed race people don't carry the same weight of like being racialized in america and like having the same oppression as you know whatever because what you know mixed whatever half black half white people are never going to be white it's all they're always going to be black and that's because society has made it that way i feel like that was just shade because she was talking about very specific people but i think she didn't want to name in in doing that right if if you're gonna go on 
your Facebook page and go on a whole last rant and get like super brave Facebook fingers. Right. Like just go and, ahead and say it. Timmy Naksa. Just say it. Don't yeah. don't throw that much shade. Yeah. And then not say who you're talking about because everyone knows who you're talking about. But I mean in doing that also it she did it in a way that like I know that she didn't want to put folks on like whoever she was talking to on blast and she wanted to throw shade but in doing that she just exposed herself to a whole lot of criticism and and put her put herself in a position that you know I I would venture to say she doesn't really even believe like I'm pretty sure that Lovey knows that you know biracial people aren't like no. you know like I don't know. they're I, I don't know anymore. I feel like the people you know people are like oh putting light-skinned people on blast like they don't have problems too like whatever like they don't feel the same thing like they don't go through the same struggle etc etc I feel like I'm pretty sure the lovey knows that they do I don't think that's that but I think in her throwing shade she just ended up put making it seem like she didn't. Either way, Karamakan, it was cringeworthy. Like, it's just, it wasn't, right. it I wasn't had, cute. I had a few problems before that whole light skin paragraph. Um, I agree that there's a lot to be said about, like, this new culture of social media activism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know who she was talking about, and that person can be a bit problematic in that way. Mm -hmm. I do understand that this like constant display of oppression porn is not necessarily helpful for movements. Right, right. But I feel like the way she said it also, it really wasn't her place to police how these activists do their work first of all also Mm -hmm. she made a point about how she went on some page and she got really tired because the person was asking for quote-unquote reparations um in the form of oh yeah a paypal like paypal transfers yeah 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 and she's like oh you need to stop asking people for money you know, when they're just asking questions and all of that. And I strongly disagree. I think that so many people on Twitter are giving all this extremely important education to people and they're engaging different people on like super important issues. And yes, they do have PayPal accounts and they're not forcing you. But if you feel that you've profited in any way from their work, and the discussions they create on social media, then yes, you should contribute because it is work, but it's hard to monetize. Mm -hmm. So I think that's completely legit. Like, I don't know why she's throwing shade at, you know, people who just give out like all this, whatever, free advice and shit on Twitter. And then they can't especially since like they can get their coin. That's this is their platform. Like you, you have different platforms where you do that, and you're compensated for your work. Like when you go on speaking engagements and whatever, and you have a blog that's probably monetized, and you have a book, and and that got you a book deal, and you got paid for this book, and so people pay you for your time when you go and speak, and that's exactly the same thing. So. 
I feel like she's in a very privileged position. I didn't think about that. So she's really not in a place to tell people that the way they're making their coin is whack or whatever. I I think that's bullshit. And then, yeah, obviously we get to the point where she's like, oh, you know, mixed race people, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to compensate. That's some bullshit because... Yeah, that's straight up offensive. Yeah, you can be mixed race and super light skinned. But in the U.S., um, A, you're still considered black. And B, that gives you more privilege than dark skinned people. So are you not supposed to use that privilege to like you know help organize and speak on social issues i don't but i also think it was a very crass way of making that point like she could have said it in the way that you just explained like you have privilege as as a person who's who's mixed race or as a person who's biracial you know you whatever but like for her to say oh don't overcompensate for your melanin deficiency like that's really really offensive like it also, is. not not all mixed race people are are light skinned and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Like, just yeah, because you exactly. have a white mom or dad doesn't mean you're necessarily gonna come out melanin deficient. And at the same time, just because right. you're 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 light skinned doesn't mean that you're mixed. So it Which just it's just too much. Whole, like, there's a lot into mixed- it race argument was a jab at a very specific person it was basically shade but like if her point was light-skinned people in general dude light-skinned people in the states have been doing the work calling kaepernick is out of a job right now because nobody wants to like no team wants to sign him because he decided to take an i know and he's like light-skinned as fuck and that yeah. other hot guy he is doing name? that work like he is right. putting in yeah that that other guy i forget his name the hot guy jesse williams jesse williams right but he's also like super sorry <laughs> my bad <laughs> he's also like super involved in you know yeah i love to you know take jabs and make fun of light-skinned people but at the end of the day i don't think that the fact that i'm dark skin <clears throat> makes me more black or like more right. you know or more to speak more on whatever qualified exactly yeah exactly it doesn't make yeah. me more qualified you know um all yeah. my faves are dead that's it i'm so sorry this has been a tough. Yeah. This has been a tough period it's, for it's, you. I'm sad. I'm sad. Yeah. Um. I feel. Like I wanted to talk else. about. I wanted to talk about. Social media. Or like. <gasps> yes, girl. I've been waiting for this rant. <laughs> but I also don't. I mean, like. Yeah. Okay. So it's not really a rant. Actually, it's more positive than it is negative. Is it? So, um, I um, do this thing uh, with Elephant Media. If you guys don't know what Elephant Media is, search them. Check it out. We're really cool. We do amazing stuff. Um, but we have this mini-series thing called Sudani Problems, right? It's right. like a one-minute video where we rant about or specifically I rant about things 
Sudani things, right. right? That we do. I've only and it was, seen one of those with you. Is that normal? Is there other ones out? Yeah, there? there's three of them out, and then oh, there's a fourth I only video. Saw one. Where have I been? Okay. Uh, if you go on the Elephant Media uh, Twitter account, you'll find them. Elephant Media okay. SD. Um, so, right. So anyway, <clears throat> so the the videos before they when the idea came out, we shot the videos. And we were all really excited, and I was kind of nervous because this is not my first time releasing a video, and my first time releasing a video. Actually, I didn't release it. Some, I mean, whatever. The first time I was on a video on the internet um, was Shit got especially real. <laughs> traumatic. Um, so I was really, really nervous, but I liked the idea, and I was like passionate about it, and I thought it would be good. So, um, so we did, and the okay. you know the reaction from people has 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 made me think a lot about how how Sudanese social media, I'll say, or like Sudanese mentality on social media has evolved mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. three, two or three years since my video first video came out. So my first okay. video was just to give some background. Um, was a poem, a spoken word piece that was a response to this guy, he's a professor who El went on TV, a brof, who went on TV and talked about how Sudaniat, um, and, and basically they were asking him about how that. Sudan has changed over the last 25 years since he's been gone. Thing. Yeah, and he basically spent his entire the entire part of the show with him talking about how uh, Sudanese young women are so ugly and so you know so my spoken word piece was a response to him and in it I didn't say anything about him as a person I just answered the exact quotes that he said like the parts that I thought I would like to respond to and um, then the video came out. And I, I wasn't, like, I had no idea that it would get the attention that it got. Right. It yeah. basically went viral. It and blew in, up. In it going, yeah. yeah. In it going viral, I received, you know, of course, a lot of positive comments from, especially from women being like, thank you for standing up, thank you for saying something, et cetera, et cetera. But there was also a incredibly, I want to say. my mom was so happy. She was oh, so proud of you. Sweet. She was gleaming. Yeah. 75% <laughs> um, of the reaction that I got was negative. Right. And in that negativity was some of the most uh, surprising and, and um, enraged comments I've ever received in my life. So a lot of people were complaining about, even the people who liked the video were like, oh, this is really nice, but, um, you know, why is she speaking in English? Why is this video in English? Why didn't she do it? But um, uh, A lot of them were also like, right? And, and, and whatever. Those, yeah, those were actually the most, the most uh, harmless of, of yeah. the comments. But there was also, yeah. a, you know, my inbox was flooded with, men um, basically insulting me in every way possible, insulting my parents, insulting my family, um, oh, so telling sorry. me that 
انا بيت ماما ربيا اني انا قليلت ادب and i think a lot of those people didn't really understand like didn't understand english like didn't get what i was saying mm-hmm. um i mean nibbles 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 and there was also a lot of like threats of physical violence like ana lo ligitik hadugik ana hamal lek ana hasawi lek and it was really right. it like i i reached a point where i basically had a breakdown and was like i don't want to live i don't want to go outside i was too scared to do anything i thought that like anybody's going to jump out the bushes at any moment and like right. beat the shit out of me because i made a spoken word piece like it was just really ridiculous but yeah. also terrifying um and it took a really long time for that to die out it took a really long time for people to just sort of like stop sending me right. messages or stop commenting or stop tagging me on comments where people were talking about my appearance where people were talking about my family where yeah. you know people were like threatening me like i just i wasn't fun anyway so when we were releasing these videos for for um for sudani problems for elephant media i was like scared that it was going to be a repeat and it wasn't yeah. i mean i think out of all the comments we've received i've seen like maybe a handful that are negative and even then it's like oh mom got the rasik or she's lame or whatever which is totally fine cuz i was expecting right. people to just be like completely just just tear me a new one like they did last time but anyway. i i feel like last time was different because the topic was so sensitive like you were right. responding to this guy who a was a man uh b was an older man so right. obviously people were you know a lot of people were going to side with him and see you as some you know like saluga <laughs> and you're just like right, right. you know insulting this dude and whatever but i feel like this and video is more neutral like in the like the premise of the video is more neutral Right. I also think because the videos this time around are in Arabic, there's less room for for like confusion, you know, or like misunderstanding yeah, because people get what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Um but what prompted me to like reflect on all this was this dude who left a comment. So I shared the So the last video we made was like a call out to people like send us your Sudani problems, you know, like rant for a minute and send it to us and you know, we'll we'll choose some of the videos and we'll share them on our social media and whatever. Um and so one guy left a comment on the you know, the the video that I shared on Instagram saying that مشاكل السودانيين كلها في البنات الشينات زي ديل بيعملوا لنا حمى ورجفه على قول البروفيسور الفاضل داك يا اخي شوفوا لكم حل اتحجبوا البسوا حاجه And I think Alagol, uh, who said it? Somebody was like, Amil Fia Sherlock, Azolda. Because he really thought he had. Oh, yeah, oh, that was Yusra. Yusra was like, Oh, Azolda, Amil Fia Sherlock. Because he basically was acting like he exposed me. Like I was hiding this whole right. time. And he exposed, you know, like, Oh, you're the girl who did the video. I know you're the girl who did the video. Okay, so does like 8 million other people. It's three years later, and I still get people Everybody being like, "Oh, you're that girl." Hop on that train, including the doctor I was complaining about earlier in this episode. He like walked off, okay. and then he turned around and he was like, "Itta amelti video, 
اتكلمت عنه عن البروفيسور اوز لايك او ماي جاد اند اي ليترلي لايك نو ذاتس نوت اي دونت نو وات يو تاكينج ابوت وات فيديو المهم I know you from somewhere, and you're like, nope. Oh, yeah. He's like, hmm, are you on YouTube? And he was nope. Like, yeah. <laughs> nope, that's not me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Bye. Right. And so I just, I like, it made me think about how we've changed. So even this video, this last video that we made, the call out, half of it is mm-hmm. in English. And I really expected that people were going to be like, oh, I'm going to nobody was like that. And I really, like as much as we think that we're not evolving, I feel like at some snail pace of a level, we are changing. Like people are being a lot more... Are we though? I know, and I really, I, I really think so. I really think that people like... are just becoming a little more, I don't know if I want to say aware, but just less... I really don't know. Uh, less magafalin. I think it's, I think in the last three years, there have been so many things that have come out. So many people have, have like, you know, there's a lot more exposure, a lot more women making videos on social media. There's, there's a lot more exposure to that. And so it's not a weird thing anymore. It's not a like... Oh my god, how dare she? Oh, oh my god, aren't you scared that people are going to share your video? Like, now it's a little bit more عادي, so that when a video like this comes out and I'm speaking in English and I'm speaking in Arabic and whatever, it's not a big deal anymore like it was, you know, two years ago or three years ago when people were like, what the fuck is this? Like, people thought I, people acted like I was an alien. Like, how, how can you do that? How can you speak two languages at once? Like, the easily I, I I don't know maybe I'm maybe I'm with Fatla Ziyada and Lizum but I really felt like people changed I don't know I I feel like a lot of it has to do with the fact that it was like a very short straight to the point video with a quite neutral message that people couldn't get riled up about because what the fuck um mm. Because I remember, I don't know how long ago that was. I was in Dubai, so maybe it was like a year and a half, two years. I don't remember. But some Sudanese girl who has a YouTube channel put a video mm-hmm. about like street harassment in Sudan. Oh, Hind al-Hajj. I, I feel like it was Hind al-Hajj, right? Yeah. Um, and the comments... Were yeah, she really got okay. Vile. Maybe I'm maybe I'm I have rose vile. colored glasses on. Yeah, the comments were really was, bad on her video. It was the same, it was like, like she she talked about how like street harassment in Sudan is really bad Prevalent. unless you go out with yeah. a man. Um, yeah. and someone was like, Inti Aslan, uh, ويعني هو ما قال لك حاجة إذن يعني أصلا هو ما نافع yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that yeah right it was so bad I felt so bad for her even though I disagreed on a lot of what she said on the video but like the, the reactions yeah like, nobody like, deserves like yeah. shocked it yeah. was disgusting so I don't know if people are actually evolving 
or if it's just fine as long as you don't say like, anything controversial on, yeah don't say anything controversial don't touch on any sensitive subjects um damn my bad. I was really happy. I, I was really happy for a second. I was like, yeah, we're well, changing you guys. Guess not. I'm, I'm glad I burst that bubble. And honestly, <laughs> Thanks, I don't dude. know. Maybe we are changing. And I really hope that we are. But I feel like, no. <laughs> um, I feel like Bukredi, if, if like you put out a video where you're discussing something serious, um, especially that has to do with women's issues, people would go mad all over again. Like, I, I don't think anyone's um, transformed. I don't know. What do you think, listeners? Let us know. <laughs> Tell us, are, have, we, have we evolved as a people, at least on social media, or are nope. we still just as ignorant and, <laughs> and like, scary as we've always been? Yep. Um, hit us up, NSNM Podcast on Twitter, with the hashtag NSNM. Uh, you know, or you can send us an email. That's the other thing that I was, that's what I was going to segue into. The, um, the thing that made me happy was that like this last video when it came out and it was half in English and like nobody really pitched a fit about it and I was happy, um, and relieved. And also, and so then it made me think of a question that we got, um, in our email from a listener, shout out to Ahmad Tariq, who was like, you know, can you guys talk about what it's like for people, like how, on, at least on social media, you know, we have this thing of like, if a person doesn't speak English, they're like, it's <laughs> oh free God. reign to like, you know, make fun of them, but then it's like not okay to make fun of somebody who doesn't speak Arabic well or like right. something like that. And not, I think not even that. He was complaining about, and I've seen this a lot on Twitter. I, I feel your pain. Um, he was talking about um, specifically Sudanese people uh, who don't speak Arabic, and that's like, mm -hmm. okay, that can happen, it's okay. But people who are proud that their Arabic is really uh, proud because right. he thinks it's annoying as fuck, and I totally agree. Yeah, people like, who like equate not speaking Arabic well or not speaking Arabic at all with like somehow being classier or more yeah, educated. Yeah, with like a, a higher social whatever. status or something. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> and I agree that that is a thing that happens. Like that's a thing that, that especially, I don't know, maybe, I don't know about now, but like I noticed it maybe three three years ago or something where like, there was just this wave of like, I want my kid to go to an English school and I don't want them to speak Arabic and I want that. And I think, I, I mean, I understand at some level people are, people are worried that their kids won't learn English or that their English won't be good if they are speaking Arabic, but like they're kids and they're going to pick up both regardless. Like if you, as long as it's a good education, they're going to be fine. But I think there's also this, this idea of like prestige. I think that's, that's exactly the issue. And that's fucking sad I, like, because if your child grows up and doesn't know their mother tongue and then they go and you know and like even if you forget forget like forget on a on a you know on a cultural or like that kind of level but like just like practical level that's an added language that's an added asset like that's that's nothing. It's I mean that's a good that's a good thing. It's never going to be a negative for your kid to speak Arabic. Also I I feel like Hold on. Oh, you should have saying something. Go ahead. I don't agree that people don't get crap for speaking Arabic. I had, I had one of my close friends move here for a year. 
Mm-hmm. And she basically was like constantly at work. Her other just said she they, she just got so much, like, it made her hate right. to fit here and working here. It just, right. It's always used to, like, patronize her. Yeah. I, I definitely think that there is there is a, a, a backlash that people who don't speak Arabic receive. But I also mm-hmm. think that there's an expectation. Like Oulad Miki, though. Yeah, that's, that whole Oulad Miki thing. But also the idea that if you come from outside or if you grew up abroad, then automatically you don't speak Arabic. Like, I got that when I moved here. And even when I was a kid, like, every summer it was like, I spe- I'm speaking to you in Arabic, but they're like, no, I think I'm tired of Arabic, ha, 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 or whatever. They, like, they would look for something. They would look for a problem. I, right. I feel like I've behaved this whole episode, so let me just have my petty moment. Because right. full-on shade, I feel like the people that I've seen on Twitter be like making little jokes and like kikiing and like being super proud of the fact that their Arabic is not that great and like are people yeah. who grew up in Arab countries. Like what? Yo. Girl, you grew up in like, I don't know, yeah. or like. No, that TV makes sense. What the fuck? Like, I don't understand. You need to. Oh, what? Anyway. Um, oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Girl. It's so. But I think it's because that same culture applies there. That same culture applies in the Gulf where it's like you're classier or you're whatever. You know, there are certain things attached to being a person who speaks English. And so, like, people who are immature or young or dumb or whatever think that, well, if I don't speak Arabi or if I, you know, like, they flaunt that because they think that that's going to gain them extra brownie points with whoever. Like, that's going to make them seem more mad fun. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's tired. It's really tired. Like, at the end it of the is. day, like, that's your tired. mother tongue. Like, just speak it. And it's just a language. Like, just, and like I, yeah. I'm not even shaming people who actually don't speak Arabic because I understand that for a lot of people from, like, the diaspora who grew up in non-Arabic speaking countries and didn't take right. Arabic in school and their parents had to make an extra effort so that they would learn and stuff. I understand if your Arabic is crap, that's totally normal. But I don't think it's something to flaunt or be proud of. And I agree. It. I agree. And yes, I think that the thing I also want to say that for people who don't, who speak, who, who you know, for people who grew up abroad, or who people who, who like you know have have like Arabi makassir or whatever like that's a huge accomplishment honestly. If you grew up abroad mm-hmm. and you grew up you didn't grow up around Sudanese people and you still speak Arabic, that's a fucking huge accomplishment. Do you know how mm-hmm. hard it is to get your kids to learn a different language <clears throat> that's not taught to them at school, yeah. that they're not surrounded by at all, like or like if you're the only your their parents are the only people who speak it. Like when people are like, oh, how come you speak Arabi? I'm like. Because my parents busted their ass to teach right. me Arabic, one. Right. And two, because my parents brought me to Sudan at a young age so that they would make sure I spoke Arabic. Like, that's the only and reason I also, speak Arabic. Like, Arabic is such a beautiful language. I am so sad that my, like, Arabic is not that great because I Agreed. Think it's an amazing language and... 
like it's honestly one of my biggest regrets that I well I can't regret but you know like I grew up in Morocco so I did study Arabic in school but then like in high school I think I only had like maybe one hour of Arabic a week and then in uni it was just done no more Arabic that's it and I've never had to use it in work or anything so obviously I can read and write and everything but I can't Like, I, I, I don't enjoy, for example, reading books in Arabic. And I feel so hard. bad about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because it takes me a fucking day to, like, fully appreciate a page. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And right. I think it's sad, but, you know. That's... It is what it is. Um, I just think that people so, should yeah. leave people alone. Just fucking, just leave each other alone. If you speak Arabic, <laughs> great. If you don't, okay. great. If you speak English, wonderful. If you don't, not a big deal. Like, halas, it's not a big, like, it doesn't make any difference for your for My, my your point personal. is just was, like, it's such a beautiful language. I don't understand why you'd feel like it gives you prestige that you don't speak this It's that colonialist mentality, understand. dude. It's I the same thing that people that. talk about when they talk about academia and, like, how... Like, academia is so Anglo-centered, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. if you don't, like, English, everything is English, research is in English or whatever, and, like, anything else that's in any other language is not taken seriously. It's just right. that colonial mentality, that, like, fucking imperialist bullshit of, like, oh, well, yeah. you know, English is the language of the world and that everybody should speak English, and if you're nobody if, you're don't, if you don't speak English. Like, fuck that, dude. Right. Fuck it. And I'm saying that in English and I appreciate the irony of that. But like also like <laughs> whatever and yeah. Anyway. Um so any other do you think we have um time for the Saraha questions or should we leave that for next week? Um I think we should leave that for next week. Also yeah, I think that I we should like remind that. people that we do have a Saraha account, no sir no ma'am.saraha.com where you can ask us your questions anonymously or not you can write your name in there if you feel so inclined. Um we promise ask us, we'll get to it next week. Yeah, ask us anything that you want. Let us know if you have a problem, a friendship issue, a relationship issue, a life issue, a professional issue. Listen, we have jobs, we have friends, we've been in relationships. One of us is in <laughs> one currently. Like we're, you know, semi-qualified right. to speak on your on your things. So let we, us know. We, like we we also got just like general questions about the podcast on Saraha and that's also fine. Like if you have yeah. I don't know, anything you need to know, just just hit us up. Hit us up. Um, <sighs> yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I have three. Okay. Oh, well. I have because right, I have none. Extremely random. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'ams. Right. Hit it. So my yes, ma'am this week goes to, and I don't want to butcher her name, Nancy Abu Bonsra. Okay. Um, who is, and I think it's crazy that we still have this, but she is the first black female neurosurgeon resident at John Hopkins. Hey, yeah. Get it, girl. She is it up, from Ghana, and she moved to the States when she was 15, I believe. And she is black excellence. Yes, ma'am. Uh, That's so awesome. 
yeah um I don't know I just I I just read this and I was like oh get it girl yes <laughs> so I'm sharing that with you guys um my second completely random uh yes sir Mm-hmm. is a guy by the name of, again, I really don't want to butcher his name. I'm so sorry. Yinka <laughs> Ilori, okay. who is a Nigerian-British uh, furniture designer. You need to check him out on Instagram. Okay, and all that's right. all I'm going to say. I love, 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 love his work. I love his aesthetic. Um, <coughs> it's kind oh, of, wow. well, he, he describes it as a mix of like his Nigerian culture, but like growing in the UK and all of that. His stuff nice. is so fucking cool. I love this guy. His Instagram gives me life. Um, his Instagram well, we will share is actually that. Yinka underscore Ilori. Um, but we will okay. share We'll that. share it on, yeah, on the Twitter account. Yeah. And then my third ambiguous, yes sir, yes ma'am, is that podcast that I shared with you? Uh, I am sorry. Oh my god! All yes, that was... listeners who don't speak French. Don't speak I really French. Am. But this <laughs> podcast is the motherfucking bomb. It's called yeah. Le if you Cheap. speak French, mm-hmm. yeah, it's called Le Cheap, which in French means the you know, like when you speak. <laughs> which is like the best name it's ever. It's amazing. So it's um, two guys and a girl, um, all black. Well, the girl is mixed race. And then one of the guys is Caribbean. So he's from Martinique. And then the other guy is black and he grew up in France. Anyway, uh, so they have this super fun, super refreshing podcast. And they also have a radio show on Arte Radio which is called mm-hmm. Noir is the New Black. Which and is also really good to listen it's to. It's so I good. I listen to that too. It's they so just good. discuss like super, it's a lot of like pop culture commentary, but also like social issues related right. to being black, black in France. Oh my God. And it's so it good to hear I that. I love these guys. Yeah. Yeah. They're so, amazing. Yeah. If you speak and French, please. Me listen to those two those two i mean the radio show is available online and yeah. listen to the pod, podcast because they're really it's really good and it's super fun we'll, to listen we'll to we'll share like, it all yeah. yeah i actually have a yes man that i just remembered oh <clears throat> please share um my yes man for this week goes out to ilham Yasir who yes, is girl. a high school senior who just got um accepted to Harvard, Columbia, and Stanford yes, out girl. of Khartoum. So Get yes, it. girl. Fuck, fuck it, it up. up. All the way up. Oh my and god. She also she's... said that at her Harvard interview, she somehow discussed bad and bougie. Bad and bougie. Good lord. Like hashtag and, um... Sudanese excellence. Hashtag black girl magic. <laughs> yeah. Like, she did it fully for the culture. Yes. through and through. We're so proud of you. And we hope that you just, like, just continue to just shine, girl. Shine. Yes, girl. Get it. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And that's pretty much it. If you have a yes sir or yes ma'am that you want to 
um, share with us. You can let us know at NSNM Podcast or with the hashtag NSNM or even with hashtag Yes Sir, Yes Ma'am. Just, you know, hit us up and let us know your Sudanese excellence that you think need to be highlighted. Word, be friendly. Yeah, tell us. Say say hi. Send us a gif, something, anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Do you have any recommendations for this week? Like um, Um, music, TV, or something? Yes, I did, but I don't remember now. Um, Oh, I was watching a a, a Netflix thing with with Yusra. It's a show called Abstract, and it's all about design. And we watched the episode um, that was, I think, uh, graphic design. And it basically follows um, this graphic designer by the name of Paula Cher, who's like, like the guru of de- of graphic design, she's like Is the be the all guy end who all. Did all these um, New Yorker covers? No, she's she's episode? a lady. Oh, she's a lady oh, okay. who did like all the logo. Like she did the Citibank logo. She did Tiffany's. Oh. She did the Public Theater in New York. She did like a million oh, things, cool. like anything. She also yet. did okay. like started in like this the 60s i want to say graphic designing and she did all these covers for all these like bob dylan record cover my bad if she know like so many things she's incredible so um i really recommend that you watch it uh it's called abstract it's on netflix and it's super cool cool all right anything on your end um, i don't know i have such a huge appreciation for British TV. British people okay. are fucking hilarious. They are um, hilarious. Their, their crap, comedy is very but they're smart. very funny. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Chewing Gum season two came out. I haven't seen it yet. <gasps> oh my I'm god, I'm so that. excited for it. I haven't watched right. it yet, but I'm so excited for it. And also, I found this random ass show on Netflix, and it's amazing. Um, I don't know if it's on all the netflix or just the uk i don't know but it's called inside number nine okay and it's kind of like black mirror okay where like every episode is independent and they have like different actors except for the two main actors who are in every episode Mm -hmm. but they have like different actors and you know directors and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um and it's so funny, but it's also so dark. Like, oh, wow. it, yeah, it's so dark. Um, Inside number good. nine. Inside number nine. So it's, okay. it always happens in, you know, like an apartment or a house mm-hmm. or like a train cabin or whatever with the number nine on it mm. just randomly. And then they discuss some pretty dark issues. Like, um, rape and death. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Like that. But so basically don't so watch well it when made. I'm feeling sad? <laughs> no, it's so well made and it's so smart and like so subtle. I love that show. It's really good. I highly recommend it. All um, right. Obviously, some episodes are better than others. Kind of like Black Mirror, but whatever. Um, cool. Yeah. There's also this really cute, funny um, British show called Fried. 
So it's about the employees of a fried chicken joint, and it's quite funny. So, yeah. Well, there you have it. Um, If you have ever watched any of our recommendations, or if you watch these, let us know what you guys think. Or if you have your own recommendations, you can also send those too. Um, And on that note, this episode is like two hours long. All right. Well, see you guys next week. Hopefully, bye. Bye.